Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, and welcome back to the Caller Auntie podcast. We're so excited to have you on episode 21. We're into the, Woo. the 20s. Woo. <laughs> it's day 10,006 in the pandemic. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. It has been forever. And we honestly, well, things are starting to open up, but I don't know, like this could kind of be like just still like going out to the stores there's still that like stress about it that I think we're gonna have that stress for a long time Mm -hmm. but you know what I don't mind I don't mind people staying away from me in the stores and like yeah space I'm like good I'm glad you're not on my ass at checkout like thanks for giving (laughs) me my space that's true or like when if you're walking a dog or if you're going for a run, people like cross the street to go, not cross the street, people get off the sidewalk or whatever. Like it's a mutual thing. And I'm like, good. I don't want to like be so close to you. And then I was thinking about flying out West to see one of my, uh, one of our friends, Faith. And I'm like, Oh, I'll have to be super safe, but I'm actually like kind of glad not every seat is going to be able to be purchased. So I don't have to be touching arms with a stranger. Like, I'm happy well, to of those things. That's true. And my mom, so she flew down to stay with me for two weeks and help me out with Nico. And she flew back last week. And, like, we're like, oh, how was the airport? Like, was it stressful? And she's like, no, they, it was cleaner than it's ever been. Like, people are standing there waiting till, like, you walk by to clean something or if you get off a chair, they're like standing there waiting to clean it. So she says that it's super like, it wasn't stressful. Like you do have to wear a mask and she was wearing gloves like on the plane just in case. But um, good news. So she got tested for COVID because for her to return back to work, she needed to be tested. So and she got her result as negative, Woo-hoo. which I was good, like glad because I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so bad if she like caught something on the plane or if we were like at a store down here and she mm-hmm. caught something. But she's good. So um, she's going back to work tomorrow, which she's probably excited for because um, she's been off for like a month and a half, like doing um, just trying to stay busy. But just because her work later off. But yeah. yeah. So Grace made a comment because we we Zoom each other while we record so we can see each other's faces. And she's like, oh, my God, did you dye your hair? Like, your hair looks so good. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I was like, I actually just washed it. <laughs> and when I blow dried it. So, like, it was a big day today. Okay, um, another question. Did you, like, did you do your eyebrows today? No, this is my, oh. after, this is my microblading with, after only one session. <laughs> wow, but they look, still look really good. Thanks. I am um, like plucked my eyebrows yesterday. <laughs> I was like, now I look like a girl. Now I look good. Um, yeah. So, look, any of our listeners, if you have any tips or tricks on how 
you're doing your eyebrows at home or like taking care of yourself let us know i know a lot of a lot of other um podcasts like i listened to this one girls gotta eat podcast they're talking about like how crazy their their body hair is now because they can't go get waxed or sugared like a bikini wax yeah Um, so if anybody's doing any at home (laughs) stuff let me know okay wait i want to let us Oh, yeah. And seriously, if it's even worth buying like a known personal wax, yeah, like thing, because I was thinking of it because I'm the one that needs to be like waxed. (laughs) (laughs) I am the hairiest. (laughs) That is me. And I honestly blame it on like, I'm a quarter, um, Czechoslovakian and I blame it like I need to get my eyebrows waxed I need to get like it's so I don't know it's so embarrassing what I need to get waxed and I'm just like I just remember um I think it's even you Quay and then um a past like friend or a friend that was in our center um Craig and you guys like I don't think you grow much leg hair do you no like but remember hair. Craig didn't either and I was like god like I out of both you guys like grow way more like like I have to like shave my my legs like every couple days okay I'll tell a personal story I Grace me you took me to get my first bikini wax. oh my god I was gonna say it but I didn't want to put you on this okay this is like a really funny story. <laughs> if anyone has gone a lot of girls are like whatever it's pain it's painless it's whatever um yeah okay but I'm also like a bigger woman so I have a little more like skin I think down there <laughs> I'm like a little bit meatier <laughs> I was like oh my god Grace sounds painless like it's gonna be fine I went and like the first strip she took off I screamed <laughs> it was so painful and she kept she did it again and I screamed again and then, <laughs> but she stopped and she said ma'am you're gonna have to stop screaming screaming or you're gonna scare the other clients or I'm gonna have to stop this <laughs> oh my god I had to like not but, but the other thing is like they tell you to relax so we had to be relaxed but not scream and get this thing over with and then <laughs> this shocked me. So if anyone's ever gone, you know this the next question once they're done. They're like, oh, do you want me to do your b-hole? And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> oh my God. We need to put a disclaimer on this episode that we don't yes. want <laughs> some people to be listening to this one. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Oh my God. So I'm not mad that that the waxing places aren't open because I don't I don't need them they traumatize me (laughs) you know what traumatizes me though is that um is like I enjoy waxing because it's quick and easy and I I I just do like my eyebrows now and like the top of my lip and I was starting to do like the side of my face (laughs) just like and here and here (laughs) the back of my shoulder (laughs) behind my knee (laughs) My shin. Oh my god. But um <laughs> what really hurts, what really hurts is threading. Oh, threading yeah. is like because I have like so my hair is like thin, 
but I have lots of like thin hair. So like, like, so I plucked my eyebrow and it was literally like a second eyebrow underneath. I was like, so just think of like threading and it's literally, they're like pulling out with string like each of those hairs where it's waxing they're just putting one big strip of wax and then just like ripping it off so I'm just I like honestly threading is like way worse than childbirth like I I kid you not I never thought of this because I I prefer threading over anything like threading is so um, easy to me but I also have really thin really sparse hair so I never understood why you hated it so much but I like, mm-hmm. barely have any hair to pull out, so it would be easy. But it would be like, yeah, a lot for you. Now I get you. <laughs> yeah, because you're hairy, friend. <laughs> you have to, you have to watch yourself. It's okay. I know, Quay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is my my hairy friend Grace. <laughs> but it's okay I've owned up to it I'm like I've accepted it and it's manageable like people (laughs) 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 okay we want to move on from this subject because I'm starting to get like personally attacked here. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> Me and Grace are reading Moon of the Crusted Snow, and I didn't know what I was getting into, but then I looked up the word post-apocalyptic, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're in for a treat here." But <laughs> um, now I'm like halfway through the book and the boys these two boys when like a apocalypse happens they like run back to the res and I was like that's what happened to me when the pandemic hit I like got on the first flight out of Toronto to come home I just remember Laureline like when we were all texting and um Gina was like oh yeah like everyone can like you guys can go home if you guys want because we're not like returning back to work anytime soon. And I remember Laura Lane's comment. She's like, retreat back to the res. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're not going to give the book away partially because we did, did haven't read a lot of it, but that's <laughs> how we can really give anything yeah. away. <laughs> it's post apocalyptic. So you guys know what's going to happen. Um, it's really good so far though. I like it. Yeah. We okay. could give our review, like, in a couple weeks when we're yeah. done. We will. Um, but yeah. you have a review that we're going to give now about a Netflix show that yes. both of us has watched. So, so I finally think- it in, like, two months. <laughs> I know. Um, I thought you'd be done it in, like, oh, a day. Well, I'm done it in a day. I started yesterday. And- oh, wait. Also, too, because they are only, like, mm-hmm. releasing two episodes every week, so. Yeah. Um, I'm also in a current fight right now with my partner because I thought he started watching it, but he said, I watched the first episode, I'll wait for you. And I didn't hear him. And I'm like, okay. So then I started watching it and I told him and he was like, what the hell? I told you I'd wait for you. And I'm like, oh, I didn't listen. 
fully. I just thought you started watching it. So anyways, we're fighting right now. It's fine. <laughs> um, but the last dance, I have a couple points to make on it. So I think that I want to say first that the director made a point to not dive too much into the life, personal life of Michael Jordan. It was a documentary about the Chicago Bulls. And it highlighted Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, and Scottie Pippen. It wasn't about their personal lives. But mm-hmm. some family was in it. And um, I was reading back on, like, when they got, he divorced his first wife. I think she filed in, like, 2003, then withdrew it. And then they amicably both divorced three years later. But they spent, like, that was a 17-year marriage. That was a long time to be tied to somebody through the the height of it so I'm also really Mm -hmm. I really admire how much work she put in as a mom that I assume was to keep her to give her kids as much structure as she could because um you can read other articles about it but how the boys mentioned in the one the one episode like no we were at home watching it on tv like my mom didn't want us in the arena because of the the vibe and then their daughter was like all I remember is them screaming I don't remember like winning or losing I just remember the loud screams so Mm -hmm. that's that's a big decision to make as a mom I think and I'm really I really admire her for that but getting into it um it made me think back to when I didn't really know what the dream team was in 2002 not 2002 (laughs) 1992 I was like four or five and I had a dream team duffel bag for the team USA and I would put my little soccer cleats in it and like go to my soccer games but now when I think back I'm like oh there were so many points like where I remember this and how it like wove into my life so yeah I use that that for my soccer for a long time and I think I might still have it at home and I really hope I do because I'm going to use it again yeah, it's probably super cool. Mm-hmm. I watching that whole, um, the whole series. I totally wish I was like old enough to remember all of that mm-hmm. um, and like live it as like a like a kid. Like it just would have been so cool. Yeah. Um, because I'm kind of ashamed that really like before, <laughs> like I remember because like when the whole Raptors hype was when they won, I was like everyone's like crazy about Kawhi and I'm like Benny like who do you think's like the best basketball player and he's like well Michael Jordan's the best basketball player I'm like oh why like is he still alive and he's like uh yeah but it's like because we don't see like I didn't grow up watching him or did I like you don't even ever see him in the public eye now yeah so it really, it probably took a lot of convincing to put him on that documentary, but I'm really glad that, like, I was able to learn more about him. Mm-hmm. And I like, totally have so much respect for, like, his drive and, like, every, every time I think about, like, I hope Nico can watch this documentary or just kind of just know about Michael Jordan and just how he was. And how when hard he, they worked. Yeah, like, if you really want something, like, Jordan really wanted to be the best, Mm -hmm. and he worked so hard at being that, and, like, that's so, like, admirable, because that's so hard to do. Yeah, I I know they didn't want to touch on their personal lives, but I really liked how they introed how they got to the 
push the bulls like how jordan how they mentioned like oh yeah he didn't make his he didn't make his june his high school team the first time he like cried about it and then he practiced all summer and came back and then how they talked about like dennis rodman was homeless and then all of a sudden he got picked up to go play um university ball and then how they talked about scotty pippen's family and how like he just needed to cert to to make enough to support his family and he accepted whatever he could to support them. But yeah, what I do want to say is I think that, yeah, they respected Dennis Rodman and they let him do what he wanted because he was a free spirit. But I also think that because he was homeless and the way he grew up, I think that they should have had more. And we don't really know if they did or not. They should have had more of a family vibe. Like when he was like, I need a him and, Michael Jordan were like a tandem team when Pippen was out. And then when he came back, he said, Oh, now I'm the third wheel. I think that they should have sat down, had a team dinner or like done something more family structured to keep him in and keep him included instead of letting him go to Vegas. Cause like, I know they're, they're saying how like they're close and stuff and him and Phil, it's fine. And then they talked about like native Americans <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but I think they should have pulled him in tighter and maybe that would have helped him with his own addictions and issues um, because when I played like when I played sports and I think when everybody played sports the second best thing that you get the first thing that you get is like winning that's great I think the, the second best thing is like the family that you get from that yeah. And yeah, they they are still family and whatever, but I think that like these young men came from these really um these they overcame all these obstacles and they needed to like surround him more with love, but that's what I think on that. Yeah. And I like I I agree on that too. Like I think it's just probably hard cuz they are probably together already so much with just like all the practices and then and like traveling and then it's like how much is too much because they also have like their own lives too like behind all of that like Jordan's going to his like back to his family like and um <laughs> that he probably didn't spend a whole lot of time with because of all that but I agree mm-hmm. um I think it was cool that they also because like when you're drafted into really any sport you're kind of losing like your whole like 20s like athletes now are getting drafted at like 17 or 18 and then if they're like into pro sports like they're they're in it until they're like 35 40 and like there's like their whole like young time that they don't get to go out and party or it's like frowned upon because they like should be like practicing or something um and then they kept like that was what when we were watching ben was telling me he's like that's why Jordan was so drained is because they are winning back to back and like the playoffs are pretty much like an entire season in like a couple months, which is how many games they're playing. And that's going longer than like all the other teams. And then like pretty much he gets like a month or two off and then the season's starting again Mm -hmm. and he's doing it all again. Like he was just, it's hard. I can see how it's hard for athletes and, um, and they played, I mean, and they played like each team six times. That's what he said. Yeah. Also, I like your body's run down, but also you're so committed to that sport that like um, 
if you're a girl or a boy, your partner is kind of alone all the time. They're in this like mm-hmm. partnerless marriage because they have to give so much to the to practice to weightlifting to like team meetings and stuff like that and being on the road and you know what I really this gets me fired up the only time I've ever really hated Drake well there's a couple times but the the only time I hated Drake is when um Vanessa when him when Kobe and Vanessa were going through something and then Drake said some dumb line about like you you weren't with me shooting in the gym and Vanessa came back and was like I was taking care of the house and raising our children so he could be in the gym. So if you want to doubt how much I have my man's back, come and live our life. And I completely agree with her. And I'm so glad she clapped back at him for that because we don't know, you don't know how it is to be um, married to somebody who's committed to the game that hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't (laughs) even get me started about Kobe. I was literally... (laughs) So I had a friend over yesterday, and I'm like, everything that's happened in 2020, let's start it off. First, Kobe died. And I'm like, that's like a big event. Yeah. Like, that was the first big thing. And I was like, oh, God, don't even get me started. I was just like, I, yeah, that's just like a whole other episode. But I don't even want it to be of an episode because it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. But in like, like, he was amazing. I just only want to talk like good things and just good things about their marriage just because they like – what he was on trial for um I don't want to get it wrong but he was on trial like yeah. what 10 years ago and like his wife stood by him and I'm just thinking how like hard that is that hard, how hard that must be on their marriage and like they stuck it out mm-hmm. and they're like going strong with their kids and since he retired he was spending more time with them and that's why he was flying in like private like helicopters just so he wasn't in traffic taking time away from his family and I'm like like I don't know I love to see like comeback stories like I know when that's why it's hard to be on like social media and you see all these like couples and you're like oh like perfect or just like oh that like that person's like body so perfect and it, it makes you question but it's also like hey you know what like I love when people are transparent and they're like we've been through some stuff yeah like here we are like I I you know I admire that so much because I know that like you they went like our marriage is perfect and like everyone's relationship isn't perfect and like in social media like it's just the thing that it's like showcasing how perfect our life is and it's you know what else you know I think about like when I think about Kobe and Vanessa I like how everyone's like oh he cheated blah 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 and I'm like you also don't know the agreement they have. Maybe they have agreements mm-hmm. about extramarital um, things that go on. Like, we don't know that. Every relationship is different. If that works for them, that works for them. And you're right. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> when you go the distance, you're going to you're gonna have battles. And if you choose to accept it or, or not, that's your own choice. And they chose to accept it. Like, when I think about my parents, I'm like, we had some pretty hard times too, but they never left each other. They chose each other every day and they're like, okay, let's make it work. Let's do it. And but yeah, there, there was some pretty dark times, but they, they were dedicated to each other. <clears throat> yeah. Um, also, when I was watching the, the last dance 
And then they were, when they went to the Olympics and they were really like, they were really hard on that COVID guy. I was like, that would be, if you've played sports, you know how much you want to like challenge that person and be like, you want to come play with us? Or like, you're going to, you're favorited over this guy or this person. Like, we're going to, we're going to come for you. And in that moment, I'm like, that would be such a, like a me and Erica thing to do is to like abuse, <laughs> physically abuse this person we don't know. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny all the time where he's like, so they didn't pass me the water bottle. So yeah, I took it personally or I was offended. <laughs> I'm like, what? I know that was so funny or how I mentioned before they would like wrap people out to him like you just see the camera on on Jordan and he's got like the iPad with like the like the interview of whoever's like saying whatever like this is like what actually happened and Jordan's like no 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 this is what (laughs) happened and he's like yeah I still take it personal and I'm like oh my god I love that though like how certain things just like fire you up like mm-hmm. back when I was curling I remember um there was like this older girl and her like I hate I don't know if it was like this in basketball I'm sure it is in every sport how par- when you're younger and parents are getting involved oh, yeah. oh this one dad was like oh yeah you know like my daughter's gonna be making the high school team and I know Grace is like coming into grade nine but she's gonna make like the high school team and I'm like really <laughs> she is and bam who made the high school team I did and he just like pretty much my whole childhood he was always like he even tried to talk to tell a coach that I shouldn't be on a team because so and curling like for the little kids there's a program called sticks and stones that's how I started curling was like I was on Saturday mornings and I'd go to that and I'd miss some Saturday mornings because my mom like wanted to sleep in or dry, not drive me so so the dad that's how I like knew this family that dad was trying to tell a coach later on like years later oh, my God. oh you shouldn't like put grace on your team because you know she's not like very committed you know she missed a lot of like sticks and stones practices sticks and stones. <laughs> like, what? first of all you think you I could I had control of like missing them <laughs> First of all, you think I could drive myself? (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) it was sticks and stones. It's not that serious. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh my God. So that's kind of like what fired me up as like a young like kid. And yeah, I mean, there is so much drama that happened with in curling, just parents being involved and like like, I literally, there's one, he was the curling, like, program person that worked there. And he, like, pulled me aside as I was going to go practice with my coach. And it was, like, just me and him in this, like, hallway. And he's, like, oh, like, I heard that a team picked you up from Kenora. You know you're not supposed to curl with, like, another team from, like, a different city or from, like, a different club. And I was, like, I don't think like I think I can like you and I was I was in high school I was might have been in like grade 10 or something and he was like telling me how he's gonna like contact like the curling association and get me reported and he was he was actually attacking me yeah and um and then when I was curling 
So um, the upstairs is like where all the windows are, where people can watch. And he was standing on top, like he was putting his leg up on a chair and he was pointing at me, talking to other people and like saying how like, I'm like, he was obviously pissed. And um, when my mom picked me up after she, my mom's usually like, she's a lot like me. She doesn't like conflict. When she picked me up, I just cried. Oh, my God. And I cried all night because I was, like, I felt, like, unsafe. I He's he's supposed to be, like, an advocate for me. He was literally, like, a youth program person at the, at the club I was at. And my mom wrote a letter what? to <laughs> – I'm going to write a letter? <laughs> she wrote a letter to the curling club. And, like, I think he got, like, let go from that position. I'm not too sure it happened. But he tried. He, like, called us. And, like, I don't think we answered. And then he tried. One time I was curling on the ice. And he was, like, standing at the end. And he's trying to call me over. And I was, like, I'm not coming to you. Like, if you want to apologize, like, you should be asking, like, my mom. Because I was And my mom, like, my mom was pissed. You're and for the first time, that's when I saw my mom, like, really, like, stick up for me. And it was, like, something that serious that someone just, like, crushed me. Did you feel so protected? Oh, that was a big thing that happened in my, in my like, curling career. And I'm just, like, what? He was a bully. Yeah. Like, he was, like, an adult and I was a kid and he was a bully. That was- and... I can't yeah. believe that happened to you, Grace. I'm so glad you were felt. I'm so glad you told your mom and I'm so glad she stood up for you. And I'm so sorry that you had to be bullied by a man when you were 15. Yeah. Who should have known better yeah. than to... And if you had real issues, she should have approached your mom and been like, hey, I don't think Grace can curl for Kenora. Not fucking bully you in a... Oh my God, that makes me so mad. Oh, it was... Yeah, and it made my mom furious. And I was like, okay, there's there's my mom. There's my mom up there. <laughs> okay. You want to hear a story about my mom? So yes, <laughs> uh, it's another fired up story like yours. Um, like moms really throw down. They know how to throw down. So um, in Sault Ste. Marie, there what we're bawating the, the gad. Oh my God. The place of the rapids. Like that's what we are in the language. But there was a school mm-hmm. called Bawating. And I think there were like the Bawating chiefs or something. And they used mm-hmm. to do, this was like in, t- how old was I? 2005. Um, they used to do like the the tomahawk chop whenever the team would come mm-hmm. out. And I remember like, I was grade nine. I'm like a little dinky kid. And the moment my mom saw that and she's like, no one's going to tomahawk hawk chop when my daughter's out there. She like went to the school board. She like wrote and like got them to abolish that and forbid it and like they changed their name and then the school closed down <laughs> so that is how my mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because she's like no that's not that's not right that's not proper and my daughter's not going to experience that so your school's shutting down <laughs> oh my god that is just that's so like awesome like it just makes me think like the extent we go for our kids to not like go through things that maybe like we went through or like they went through or something you mm-hmm. know and wow that's so awesome 
<laughs> so I think that's a good place to wrap up. We pulled, we both told like really good stories about our mothers coming in to save us and protect us. We talked about, yeah, the last dance and how our like thoughts on it. And we want to hear everyone's thoughts on it and like what they think. I know in the back of my head, I have all these conspiracies. I just like, but in the end, I think Michael Jordan was just like a great basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I think he's doing well in life now. He's remarried, has twins. His kids, older kids seem to be doing really well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and we talked about quarantines <laughs> and our our brow situation and waxing situation. So let me know. I kind of need the like the help if like if it's worth to buy a wax pot or not or I don't know. All you, just all wait. you hairy girls unite with Grace. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad because I'm just like, yeah, no, like I am. I'm just like, you're like, I am, and I need all the help and advice. <laughs> and I need, please, please, please help me. And, but like, in the, on the flip side though, like, my problem is that if I don't have, if I never had these like microbladed brows, I wouldn't have eyebrows. So, <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Well, okay, funny story about like brows. So I remember when like, um, when coloring in your brows was like a thing, you know, people are like shaping yeah. them. And like, so I all I had was like, black, like eyeliner. And I was like, Oh, like, you know, people are doing it. And I already have like black, like, thick brows. So I like, I like colored them in and I was like shaping them. And I was like, ah, look, <laughs> black caterpillars oh, <laughs> you didn't need them. like like they look natural now and I made them like unnatural looking <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the time I knew like no I don't need to do that so <laughs> this this beauty thing is not for me okay <laughs> so I guess with that we're gonna wrap it up thank you guys for listening we're sending you all of our love and light if you're going through it. And see you next episode. See ya. So your podcast, Andy's know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you. <laughs>